people give her oh, funny looks. That's much appreciated. That's so cool. I don't even know what's happening. And the home of the To episode 18 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. It is the 18th episode, and James, our podcast can vote. And, oh, wait, 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 you ready for this? You, it, wait for it, wait for it. And on behalf of James and I, we would like to thank you for electing to listen to the podcast. Huh? 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 <laughs> 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 oh, I tried. Uh, we kind of deserved that, but hey, it was worth a shot. Yeah. Uh, how are you, James? I'm doing all right. How are you, sir? Yeah, I can't complain. I'm I'm not doing bad. Actually, I'm excited because uh, we have a, a special treat for our listeners for this 18th podcast. Yes, we do. Uh, Mr. Sam Chima of the website and magazine, an actual magazine known as Snipe Town, will be joining us in this edition and probably the edition after that, too, for uh, our great interview that we had with Sam. So hope you enjoy that as much as we did. All right. So you know what? Since you just mentioned it, why don't we get into it? So let's jump into the starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup in goal, I am number 35, the American Rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my illustrious co-host. On defense, number four, James Sejazi, and we have a special guest tonight. And on defense, we have Sam Chima, and I wear number 21. All right. Thank so, you for joining us, Sam. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. It's great having a deep partner, too. So uh, you can take one side, I'll take the other. So we're all set. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. D to D. Yeah, but between Very the three cool. of us, we have the defensive zone covered. So That's right. more than the Rangers have anyway. <laughs> yeah, not kidding. <laughs> Yeah, Gary, I don't know if you could see Sam, but he's uh, sporting a very cool Ranger cap, and he's a fellow Ranger fan. So. I do see Sam. No, it's it's great. <laughs> That's great. There awesome. you go. All right. Thanks, Sam. So, you know what? We want to talk to you, so why don't we just go ahead, and James, so we can get to that interview, why don't you, if you would not mind, just real quick, tell us what's on deck for this podcast. Would be happy to. Won't you take me to Snipe Town? As you heard, Gary and I have a special guest for this edition of Hit the Deck as we welcome Mr. Sam Chima of the great hockey magazine and website, Snipe Town. Sam will tell us all about this fun hockey creation and why we all need to add Snipe Town to our favorites list. And Hockey in the News, an article by Chelsea Delaney from May 25th's Wall Street Journal about vagabond Quebec Nordiques fans that would even make Detective John McClane proud of how diehard they are. And that's what's on deck. Thanks, James. You are very welcome, my good friend. Okay. So uh, <laughs> let's jump into this interview. 
So, yeah, again, thank you so much for joining us, Sam. We really appreciate it, and thank you for your patience. We had a uh, little snafu trying to get this off the ground, but since things are working now, let's just run with it. So, first off, uh, if you wouldn't mind, for our audience, please tell us what Snipetown is and how it came to be. So, um, Snipetown is... um an editorial platform via, you know, we have print and we have online platforms where we just basically, you know, tell the cool stories that are basically bubbling under the surface of the hockey subculture. You know, we're not really interested in, you know, Rick Nash scoring the game winner. We're more interested in Johnny from, you know, Staten Island just taking the ice for the first time and just really, you know, uniting a community of hockey under one kind of um, platform as such. Yeah, Very so- cool. Sam, the first time that James and I came to be aware of your uh, your publication or your organization was at the Rocky Sullivan's t- street hockey tournament this year. So is that the kind of thing that you normally cover? Yeah, so we just kind of cover the, the things that are like underground and, you know, the grassroots that we call it. You know, like everyone's covering the NHL, everyone's covering the pros. We want to cover, you know, what the game really is. Uh, that's the main mission that uh, Evan and Jack basically set out to do. Not so much the uh, the, the glitz and the fame, uh, just more the the passion of the average hockey enthusiast, let's say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but you know, like I think there is some glitz in uh, beer league down at Chelsea Piers on a Friday <laughs> night sometimes. You know, like so just trying to cover everything, cover the bases, and um, you know, like I said, just bring. Something that's been lacking in the hockey world quite a bit, bringing a different spin on things. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of hockey guys get it. A lot of other people who aren't hockey guys are now understanding when they read what we write, what it means, what the sport really means to a lot of people. So, which is, um, you know, it's good. And, uh, you know, we just want to grow it, really. That's great. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, Sam, uh, Gary and I are still, we still value the somewhat lost medium art of magazines. Uh, of course, with the Snipetown website and Facebook page, what made you guys stick with the magazine version? So, Evan, I'll give you a backdrop. Evan Gubernick is obviously the founder with Jack, and they have an extensive background in the magazine publication world. Evan and Jack, just you know, just a few magazines. They worked on Antenna, By Way of Brooklyn, Zero to Sixty, King, and some some big kind of you know magazines that were very niche markets, but very big in their day. So they they know how to put a piece together. And you know, Evan will always say that whenever he works on a magazine, he always uh, try to get hockey in there some way. And Evan, this is a cool story as well. Evan didn't play hockey until he's in his forties. Oh wow! His son. Wow. Yeah, his son Travis played, and you know, even though Evan's from Buffalo, he you know he went around on the rings of his son. His son was a goalie, and uh, you know, at the age of forty, he's like, "Get man, I got to start playing." <laughs> and now, <laughs> so he took it up, and um, and now, yeah, Snipetown NYC was born because he found all the stories, and he is very very good at putting magazine together. And him and Jack, you know, they 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 got this together, and they started a Tumblr blog printing the first issue just seeing where it went you know it's you already got two issues in print but yeah and i and i think the print issue is the whole attraction that that gives it a bit different spin than uh than it's currently out there and it's not necessarily like the hockey journal it's not again it's about the kids from you know bed who's traveling to aviator to skate at 11 o'clock on a friday night which is what we really want to cover really 
Where can we find the print editions of Snipe Town? Um, so right now you can pick it up from Westside Stick and Park, um, or Stick and Skate, and that is on um, just on the right on the corner of Twenty Third and Fifth Avenue. Um, that's like a main stockist as such. But uh, if you have a tour of the Kingsbridge Armory, you can pick up on there. If you want to just reach out to us via you know Instagram or on our site, you can always pick up one there. Um, so yeah, we're we're, uh, we're about and but yeah. If you head to our site, nighttownnyc.com, um, you can purchase one there. That's great. Uh, so, Sam, let me ask, what is your goal for how often you release these magazines? Is it a, a quarterly publication? Is it something that you release whenever you feel like you have enough new material to justify a new issue? Um, is it less frequent, more frequent? Um, so right now, like for the first two issues, we just uh, – printed it uh for the like, once a year okay. um you know and, and right now we're kind of in a transition period we were just building a new website which is set to go launch you know in the next week or so sure. um we're working with a lot more brands a lot more different teams organizations on an online kind of platform which is uh you know i gave you guys a good look at it the other day so we're hoping you know like that's going to keep us busy for now with you know content coming through um, more on a daily and weekly basis um, with the printed bread and butter kind of issue you know right now we haven't really got any plans in the works to make it a quarterly kind of thing but again you know never say never and there's a demand for it then yeah that's definitely something that we're looking to are there any plans to have a digital version of your print magazine uh, with the, the popularity of iPads and Kindles and what have you and those kind of options for consuming media? Obviously, you have the website, which has a lot of cool content on it. But do you guys have plans to port your print version over to a tablet, a digital version for people to purchase? Again, that's an interesting point. Like, it's not something really we've really talked about in any great depth or detail. I think you know, like you said earlier on, the essence of the print is you know it's so cool. No one's doing this, and you know, by just you know, from my own personal opinion, I think just moving to a digital kind of tablet form, it's just like any other magazine that's just migrated over. And hey, whatever. We put a lot of work into our website in the last, you know, the new one, which is going to be www.snipetown.com to, you know, encompass all different cities around the world and stories from all around the hockey community. And I think, you know, my idea and our idea for snipetown.com is to basically become the kind of site you go to when you're bored at work every Monday on a boring day and a slow day. And you go on and you find some funny hockey stories. And, and that's the ever-evolving kind of evolution that we have. Um, we want that to be content on that daily. We're in talks with a lot of different kind of organizations to underpin their own story and reach their own audience through our kind of platform, especially when the season rolls around. There's different teams that we're kind of speaking to right now. Just But it's, it's, again, it's not going to be reporting on the games, not going to be reporting on drills or, you know, it's going to be reporting on like the, the guys' stories or the girls' stories or, you know, where they've come to, come from to get to where they are. No, maybe any hardships have overcome any like and again if it's something really wacky out there if if uh you know one of the new york riveters has got a really wild job maybe she's delivering for seamless <laughs> or something on the side we want to hear about it because i know everyone else wants to hear about it like what the hell's going on here and then that's what the people are thinking it's, it's it's them you know unique stories and it's it's almost kind of carbon copying the players tribune to a little degree um really understanding the uh the inside and and the background of the sport because 
you know, you can only be on your ice two hours a day. There's another 22 hours in a day to do something. So guys and girls have got to be doing something. So yeah, that's, I think right now, print is print. Again, it's again, it's a good question. We haven't really thought about moving over to digital platform, but I think our website will become that bread and butter. And again, it's mobile friendly. So that's always a plus and it's easy to navigate. But I, just in that one point, again, I'd say a lot of the space in the hockey world, a lot of it, efforts and time from brands perspective and um, especially influencers and now being dedicated to YouTube and to a large degree Instagram, you like, you know, how to hockey Jeremy over there or hockey tutorial, which Chris is heading up. These guys are very good at what they're doing and the gear demonstrations. And, you know, Chris is kind of the guys at hockey tutorial kind of exploring the, uh, the new world of, you know, digital storytelling, which is really, really cool. And they're doing some really unique things there with um, drones, which, you know, I've never seen any bad drone footage. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, you know, hockey, there's the big community and we're just trying to get everyone together and start singing and, you know, tell the world about the great game. Oh, rock on, man. Yeah, we couldn't agree more about the uh, great idea of the magazine, something to hold in your hand, and, and everything is online now with the cell phones and this. I sound like an old, grumpy old man, but uh, <laughs> it's good to stand out a little bit more yeah, with yeah. something you can actually hold in your hand and, and read and, and reference and such. But one of the things I love about Snipetown and Gary as well is uh, the pictures are quite artistic and original. Uh, do you guys have a staff of photographers, and were they, are they trained in photography and or art school? Yeah, so we kind of have like, you know, the first couple of issues, there, there was a lot of stuff done in-house by mainly uh, Evan. So again, Evan's a creative director, so he's got a, a certain artistic flair for these kind of things. And some of them, you know, submissions from other people, some were, you know, again, freelance stuff, the guys that we know who were like, hey, we're in Bay Area, let's shoot here. And they just took a few pictures, send them in, wrote a little story. But, you know, stuff now we're doing on social, it's the power of the iPhone 6 in a lot of cases that I'm out there taking them, you know, we're editing them before we put them up. We're very particular what we do, you know, kind of print and that kind of keep the aesthetic the same way and keep it kind of, you know, that artistic feel. I don't know which issues you've seen, but we did a thing on William Wegman, and, you know, if you're going to do a piece on a, an artist, you better get it right, you know. So <laughs> we, we were trying, um, yeah, we, we keep it the same consistency throughout. And it's not necessary. it's kind of abstract in some, in some ways that we do it to kind of give you that background feel. But, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's, like, I, it's nice is a bad way to say it. it it's, I, I think it's, like, it's what the sport needs and it's, it gives it a new dimension. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of the great pictures, and it, it really catches your eye, is uh, one of the many cool features of Snipetown is the signature idea of taking pictures of hockey pucks in different locations. If you wouldn't mind, uh, would you tell us the inspiration behind that? Um, that's all on Jack. Uh, okay. Jack is, he, I don't know how he does it. He has five or four different Instagram accounts <laughs> for a variety of different things. He takes pictures of pizza and rates pizza out of 10, like all around the city. And he, he does another thing called Fan Vandals, where he uh, finds all like the graffiti fans and like makes an account out of that. So he got the inspiration, you know, to take a puck around the city and just do different things and, and different locations and whatnot. And, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. He, like, you know, he doesn't really hype it as much as he should do, I'd say. But 
you know, it's kind of like a side project, which is just random hockey pucks around. And, like, he's actually got me kind of inspired now, and I start carrying a puck with me wherever I go. And it's a bit like, why am I carrying a puck in my pocket? But, you know, <laughs> it's whatever. Well, because you're and a hockey cool, fan. Know, sorry? You're a hockey fan. Why wouldn't you carry a puck in your pocket? <laughs> yeah, right? Well, actually, the um, the guys over at Weebly Blue, they uh, they sent me a puck, a bottle opener puck. So I carry that one now, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice. Whenever. So it was two birds with one stone. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, Jack is, um, he's got another one in the works. He's telling me an Instagram account, which I'll, I'll have to link you to. It's pretty funny. It's, it's hockey-related, and it's definitely up your street. Um, once he goes live, it's like finding this hockey guy around the city. I don't know what it is, but he was telling me about it. <laughs> All and, right. But, yeah, Pucks in New York's pretty cool. And, and, you know, if anyone wants to do a Pucks of Boston or anyone wants to do a Pucks of, you know, L.A. or Vancouver, by all means, you know, get that started and then we'll, we'll just link them all together at some point. Sounds good. Yeah, that's just one of the many original ideas that you guys do. And as you said, you, it's all about hockey and the, the real fans. It has nothing to do with any promotions or, or uh, TV money or anything like that. It's just the purity of the great sport of hockey, which is what Gary and I really appreciate about Snipetown. So please keep up the great work on that, and uh, hopefully we can help get spread the word on that as well. So as you were alluding to before, basically, if you wouldn't mind, your main influences for Snipetown, like was it the Hockey News, Sports Illustrated, Mad Magazine, all three, none of the above? You know, I can't really, like, I wasn't there on the inception of it all. Right. So I can't really allude to what I think. But, uh, you know, just being all in the same gravy boat now, you know, I think it was you know, the whole idea of Snipetown was, again, to put that different spin and dimension on hockey that hasn't been done or the whole like, giving that insight of the, the, the regular player, you know, not, not the insight of, of the pros and, you know, like I said earlier on, the glitz and glamour. And it was really highlighting, you know, what we call the weekend warrior, you know, like these guys who are out there every weekend, they're just doing it for the love of it. They're probably sacrificing too much to be out there, to be honest. <laughs> um, you know, maybe losing a couple of teeth in the process, who knows? But um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's just high, like, highlighting that, that community. It's, it's, it's almost, you know, like it's, Evan always says this as well. It's, it's the same as like the skateboard kind of scene, you know. Um, hockey players, you know a hockey player when you see one. Uh, walking down the street and, or you know a hockey fan when you see one as well, you'll see they'll be wearing like a Bauer hat or they'll be wearing, you know, CCM shorts. Right. And, and just from that, you'll know like, oh, they're you know, hockey. And you, and you give each other a kind of a little nod, like, you know, a sign of <laughs> approval. It's, it's a weird thing. Yeah, it's happened totally. to me. You know, like I'll be in the gym working out and I'll be wearing a hat and like people will know straight away and, you know, they give you a little nod and you're like, all right, yeah. And then you go on with your day. But, um, you know, in the hockey community, it's like anything. You band together. Right? There's not many of us in, in comparison to other sports, but it's not about numbers. It's about quality. And they, and, and I think the hockey community is the best community, uh, quality of guys and girls around the world who are second to none um, in any sport. Very cool, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally get where you're coming from. I Right now I'm wearing, uh, just I happen to be wearing a Voltron jersey that I got from um, Geeky <laughs> Jerseys. And it's a site that I occasionally get stuff from. But I was walking down the street and I noticed somebody else wearing a, a jersey from that site. And it's just, just like you said, it's like a, you know, kind of a nod of approval, like, I get it. You know, you're a, you're not just somebody who's wearing it to be trendy. You know, you're you're, yeah. you're somebody who's really a, a fan. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of like um, you know, you can spot someone just wearing a snapback. Like, even though I'm wearing a snapback right now, <laughs> you, you can spot someone who's just wearing it because 
they bought it from the local, you know, lid store or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But but when it's hockey guy, you know, it's like it's worn in. It's got a bit of like character to it. You know, it's probably their like go to bucket or hat to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it's you, you and even the way they walk. You know, hockey guys will have a bit of a different way to walk. I don't know what it is. It must be a little skating or yeah. you know whatever it is. Yeah, it's people who. I have this debate with, and I've talked to a lot of people about this, and they're like, they always say to me, like, Sam, what is hockey? Like, why is it so, like, my cat's in the way here. Why is right. why is hockey so, um, you know, these people, why are they so crazy about it? Like, what is it about the game? Like, basketball's not like this, but American football's not like this. Why is it hockey? And I could go on for hours talking about it, but no one will ever understand me what I'm saying. It's just different in all aspects and you know like a snipe time we're trying to highlight that as best as we can and um tell the cool stories that are going on because there are some uh, pretty wild and cool stories going on in hockey to be honest uh you just look at the players tribune and look at kind of the hardships a lot of players have to go through and what it you know what it even means to a lot of guys when they win the stanley cup and how articulate they are when they they talk about it it really gives you a kind of emotional feel that you know, I'm not into basketball, but I've you know I've seen LeBron James, and when he says something, it's still not the same as when you know Scott Stevens can't is, is choked up and can't even say anything when he won the cup. You know, like it's it's a complete different mm-hmm. uh, comparison there. So yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And Sam, just to let you know, besides Snipe Town, you always have a home here at Hit the Deck too, if you ever want to talk hockey, because that's what we're all about as well. But exactly, especially for hockey players, they're such tough supermen with with the injuries that they play with and and the the sport itself, how tough it is to survive. So, yeah, to see them break down and they always mention their families and they appreciate the sacrifices that their parents have made and and siblings because they know that they got there from not only a God-given talent, but from the support system through family, coaches and whatnot. And, yeah, for some reason, hockey players never forget that. It's never about them. It's always about everybody else, so we, we definitely agree with that 100%. Yeah, I, I think, like, just going off on tangent, just to kind of raise the story, I, I, I forget who it was, but it was a St. Louis guy, and he, I think he came into, like, see the game seven or last, whatever last game was in the, when they played the Sharks, and uh, I think one of them was sick, and, you know, one of the other guys who was a, you know, was a vet, but if this guy wasn't sick, he would have... Um, he would have been in the lineup, but, you know, he said, like, oh, I'm sick. And he was like, oh, what do you need? I'll go out and get you, like, you know, medicine, even though he was effectively taking this guy's <laughs> spot. You know, you've got to do some more research about it. But um, the name escapes me right now because I saw it the other day. But just things like that. Hockey is, you know, you do whatever. You know, you, you go out to battle together and, and whatever it takes to, um, even if it means sacrificing yourself and sacrificing your own you know your own playing time and your own um, your own glory and highlights just for the betterment of the team and the organization and for everyone else. That's that's what it's all about. I think actually Absolutely. you hit the nail on the head there, Sam. I've never played any kind of organized football, but I mean I've played a couple, a few baseball games, and I played basketball not like on a team, but you know in gym and what have you, with uh, the same guys in in school and. Uh, I never got the sense that I do when I'm in hockey of what you said, going into battle. It really feels like you are kind of – you are a team. You are your own army and you're all strapping on the armor and going in together to to fight it out on, on the hockey rink. And, uh, you know, that, that I'm not saying that you don't get the kind of 
sense of, of teamwork and the sense of camaraderie in other sports because obviously they do, but there is a special kind of feeling as a hockey player that you get of, of that, you know, that, that kind of going into battle mentality. No, yeah, exactly. Like I played growing up, I played rugby, cricket, you know, I dabbled my hand in a bit of, you know, football, which I, you guys call soccer. <laughs> right. but, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, sorry about that. <laughs> that's all right. No, it's, uh, you know, in hockey, you know, even in practice, if one guy like messes up a drill, coach says everyone on the line, you know, and it's, yeah. it's, it's not one guy's fault. It's not everyone's fault, but you all do it together, you know? And another sport that, that just doesn't happen. And you spend a lot of time with, you know, you're on bus trips and you're going around the country and different continents and, you know, whatnot with the same guys for a lot of the year. And, you know, like you walk into a locker room in September or whenever you start a season and you're, you're pretty much strangers to a lot of guys. By the end of the year, you walk out like best friends and you always keep in contact with the same guys even if they move on. And even, that's like the, the top level or junior level or whatever. But like even, you know, beer league, like, um, you know, you walk into a, a locker room with, as a group of strangers, but you have this common bond that is hockey. And then by the end of it, you're like best buds and you're out going to bars. You're, you know, you're, you're getting lunches with each other just because there's one game and hmm. I didn't see like that's what hockey can do and it and to be honest like all my friends in New York City they're all into hockey um it's just you know it's all different pockets of different people and yeah. they're, they're hockey guys you know and hockey girls and yeah it's just it's just a sport that brings you together that you know other sport has been able to do for myself but yeah it, it's great it's, it's you know I'm, I'm here rambling about the greatness of hockey I'm probably going to tear up because like <laughs> great you know, I know but yeah that's that's hockey, you know, and it's 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 what it is. That's great. That sounds like you got some good friends too. <laughs> yeah, right. There's five of them that play hockey in New York, Jake. Sure. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sam. Uh, you know what? We're gonna just pause this right here, and uh, if you don't mind, we'll pick up with you next week. So, thanks for that, and you can look forward to part two right here next week. So, why don't we move on, James? Since uh, there's still so much to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. The hockey in the news portion of Hit the Deck, as we mentioned before, a Wall Street Journal article written by Chelsea Delaney. Being from Brooklyn, we can certainly relate to the inherited pain of losing a team, at least for Brooklyn Dodger and New York Giants fans, however, William A. Shea and the Amazing Mets came along to save us all. But uh, this article is about Quebec Nordique fans, and as you may or may not know, if you are an NHL fan, that the Quebec Nordiques about 20 years ago turned into the Colorado Avalanche. I believe that was in the 96 season, the 95-96 season, and they even won a Stanley Cup their first year as the Colorado Avalanche, but the people who still live in the beautiful city of Quebec, uh, I'm assuming it's a beautiful city, I've never, never been, been there, there, I don't know, but yeah, they're holding strong to the Nordiques logo and team name. And coming up on June 22nd, which just so happens to be Patrick Fogarty's birthday, he's a member of the LIQ, uh, the NHL is going to vote on whether or not they are going to expand. And one of the cities that they want to expand is Quebec City. And the other in the United States is the popular city of Las Vegas. So we will see what happens with that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, and pun intended. If if 
Gary and I were gambling men, it seems like the Las Vegas team is going to get the bid. But there are four scenarios, one of four scenarios that could come out from that meeting on uh, June 22nd. This article, again, is about these diehard group of fans that actually travel to... Hans! Yeah. The... Hans! They don't need to take hostages or, or go into the uh, Takahama building. I forget what it was called. Uh, no, I think I, I think uh, Mr. Takagi was the the uh, manager uh, oh. there, but it was the uh, Nakatomi Plaza. Oh, thank you, thank you, Nakatomi. <laughs> um, I've actually been there because a company I work for, uh, Fox, is uh, the 20th Century Fox Studios. Mm-hmm are there and that building actually exists so it's it's kind of funny to see it in person and and can't figure out how it wasn't blown up or anything like that but anyhow getting back to the quebec nordique fans well yippee kaye mother decker (laughs) nicely done (laughs) didn't have to blow the whistle on you for that one so good good job this is a family podcast james i wouldn't dream of it and it is so there are a bunch of, uh, of of Quebec Nordique fans that um, go on uh, travel in, in, in support of their team to show the NHL that they deserve to have a team back. It worked for Winnipeg, so hopefully it could work for Quebec as well. And the article by Chelsea Delaney says how a group of them, about 51 Canadian fans, traveled 10 hours to Brooklyn to watch the New York Islanders play the Pittsburgh Penguins in the NHL playoffs and how they uh, integrated with the Islander fans and and they were polite to root for the Islanders. And the idea behind it is to show the passion that the Quebec fans have, to show the younger generation how great the sport of hockey is and why they need to have an NHL team back and just have fun and experience the beauty of an NHL game live in person and I guess also try and get some publicity out of it by not just staying in Canada itself, but going into New York and, and Brooklyn and supporting two big teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Islanders and hopefully getting some uh, notoriety from it. Yeah, so th- this whole thing, I mean, I, I respect their passion, but like, uh, I mean, hockey fans are a special breed of crazy, but this, I think, is a little, even for hockey fans, this is a little nuts. Like, these guys came down to uh, Brooklyn, I guess, for this game, and that's fine. You know, you want to come down and you want to wear your Quebec Nordique jerseys and shirts and show some support for your team. That That's fine. I get that. But these guys were, like, jumping up and cheering and chanting for a team that was not playing. Like, they were, they were full-on cheering for the Quebec Nordique that does not exist and has not existed for two decades. Like at at a game where the Islanders and the Penguins are playing in the playoffs. This is bizarre. Yeah, they they, they did indeed do that uh, as as they were also rooting for the Islanders as well. But hey, I, I you know like we were saying and 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 Sam agreed. That's uh, to a certain extent we we are a small fraternity and 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 sorority combined. NHL fans or hockey fans in general. So, right, this is kind of a new level of a fanatic. So hopefully their love and devotion would prove to the NHL that they deserve a team and, and to keep a team there. But there are a lot of financial reasons going against them. 
one of them being that the U.S. dollar is uh, a lot stronger than the Canadian currency, mm -hmm. and obviously the league doesn't need to lose more money than it already is, so that's probably one of the reasons why the Nordiques left in the first place, but they do have a new arena built there, and they are serious to have a team come back and I guess take up the Quebec Nordiques mantle. Well, you know what? I, I wish them luck because fans that are that passionate deserve to have their passion rewarded in some way. So I, I am not holding my breath on their behalf, but, uh, you know, bon chance, Quebec, bon chance. <laughs> You are a man of many talents, my friend. That is oui. So as, as we were saying before, there are one of four scenarios that can happen or will happen on the June 22nd vote. Number one in the best case scenario is that both Las Vegas and Quebec City will get NHL teams starting in the 2017-2018 season. Scenario two is either Las Vegas or Quebec City will get an NHL team. Choice three, the league will postpone a vote on expansion until 2018. And the final scenario is the league will vote against any expansion at all. So they do have uh, the deck stacked against them, these Nordique fans. But hopefully the NHL will get the message and we'll see what happens. You know, I, I really don't know how to vote on this kind of thing because it's... Um... On the one hand, the league likes them some money, and there are some fat expansion fees to be had for uh, when a new team comes into the league. I mean, I don't know if they actually care about watering down the product when uh, it means that they could get them some, some, some of that sweet, sweet poutine, if you know what I mean. Um, but on the other hand, there's definitely something to be said for kicking the can down the road because, <laughs> uh, you know, why make a decision today when you can make a decision two years from today, you know? Sure. But, uh, so, so it should be interesting and I hope, uh, you know, June 22nd, I hope that whatever happens, I hope that it winds up being whatever's best for the league. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Oh, okay, cool. So, uh, last minute, thank you, James. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, the listener, for listening to this podcast. And we hope you'll tune in again next week for another Hit the Deck where we will do some more fun stuff, probably talk to Sam some more, and um, maybe some other fun things. We would like to thank Pops for being the voice of the podcast. Get well soon, Pops. We'd like to thank the LIQ for sound effects, Anthony Sajazi for music, you the listener for listening, and while you're listening, expand your horizons. Listen on Stitcher. Listen on uh, iTunes. Listen, you know, subscribe in iTunes. Listen on our website at hitthedeck.com. Visit our Instagram page. Visit our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at hitthedeckpod. Email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com. You know, there's so many ways to experience Hit the Deck and, uh, you know, find one. And while you're at it, while you're experiencing Hit the Deck, while you're listening to us ramble, check out Snipe Town because they've got some great content, too, as you heard from Sam and as you will continue to hear next week. It's really for a hockey fan. It's a great read and it's well worth your time. 
James, is there anything that you would like to say before I wrap up? You hit everything square on the head, so... Did I hit the deck? Well done. You did indeed, my friend. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's a groaner. And on that note, <laughs> I, I, will, I will mercifully release you with this final, final reminder. Please, it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. It's not the Gary Rambles podcast. It's the Hit the Deck podcast. I mean, sometimes it is still the Gary Rambles no, podcast. It's not. I mean, that's too- my brand. All but- right, all right, all right.